BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I just wanted to start by saying on our last episode, there was a little part in the beginning where I talked about Corona and how it's not a big deal, but that was recorded two weeks ago and clearly it's a very big deal and it's not to be taken lightly and I've you know aligned with that, that messaging on Instagram, but I wanted to reiterate it to you guys now because I take it very seriously and it's so important to exercise social distancing. And if you're not feeling good to self-quarantine until you feel better, Um, you know, if not for millennials, if not for us, then definitely for our parents' sake and grandparents and just the, the elderly out there because it is you know, it's, it is very serious and, um, and it's been hard. I have, you know, I have great friends, but I do feel like we're all kind of judging each other's decisions. And there is this animosity up in the air. Um, you know, people are judging others for traveling. There's, there's a lot going on. Um, and I asked as a poll question, today, um, I asked as like an open question, basically how people are staying sane during these times. So I'm going to share some of your answers on the podcast. I also did on the Instagram, but I want to maximize you hearing this message. Um, personally, I think it's so important to keep a schedule so you can stay somewhat sane. Um, whether it's just like I'm waking up every morning at, you know, eight. I'm making breakfast or a smoothie, moving my body a little bit. I work from home regularly. So this is pretty standard for me. And I don't feel that thrown off, except, you know, obviously not being able to see friends and see family. Some people are saying unplug from social media, move your body, meditate, dance, listen to music puzzles, read. I actually start, uh, I created a playlist on Spotify today and it's so exciting. You can find me on Spotify at Linz Metz, L-I-N-D-Z-M-E-T-Z. And it's called We Met in Quarantine. Lots of shows to watch. I started The Outsider last night. There's also Love is Blind, Love Island, The Stranger, 
there's so many shows out there. I, I had a list. I posted it on social, but everything is under the highlight on my Instagram. So you should totally check it out. You can also do streaming workouts, um, core power yoga on demand, OB fitness, Pvolve. Uh, all of those are really great. You can do yoga in your own apartment and there's tons of videos on YouTube. You can still take long walks, just obviously distance yourself from people, FaceTime your friends and family, open your window, get some fresh air. You can watch comedians on Netflix, dance around the house, read, you know, like those books that have been on your shelf that you haven't touched. You should read them. And, um, you know, I think that's it. Just like cooking for yourself, trying to eat healthy is really good. And I also think obviously dating during Corona is a huge, huge topic of conversation. I've spoken to lots of people, been on other podcasts talking about it, but I think it's actually a really great time to be on the apps. And I know lots of people are changing their app profiles already to say like looking for a Corona buddy or like all social distance from you, but get to know you. People are FaceTiming a lot and pretty sure that it's safe to go on like a, a date where you're taking a walk together in a public place because you don't you don't know them really. And I guess like there is a little bit pressure to go up to their apartment or vice versa faster because it is technically, you know, safer than meeting them at a bar. But I would say you have to know them before you do that. So make sure you do that. Also, obviously want you to be listening to podcasts, which is why I'm so excited about this episode. It is with my favorite person, Colin from Queer Cosmos. We met and instantly connected and you guys will see that and hear that when you listen. And I'm just really grateful that I get to release this episode and give you hopefully something to do a little bit while you are at home and um, and staying safe. So enjoy and let me know if you have any feedback. Obviously, you guys watch the Kardashians. Who doesn't? Anyone that says that they don't is obviously lying. But I've been watching forever. So of course, I know who Jen Atkin is. She's the most amazing hairstylist and she always crushes it on all of their Kardashians hair. And forever, I was hoping that she would come out with something herself because obviously she knows what she's doing. And I'm so grateful she launched Way. Way, it's spelled O-U-A-I. She created it to be like an all-in-one solution for all types of hair. So for fine hair, medium hair, and thick hair. For me, I have fine hair. So what's really amazing is that using the shampoo and conditioner, it cleanses and nourishes my hair. It adds volume, strengthens. It has biotin in it. So instead of taking biotin like as a supplement on the side, you can just use the shampoo and conditioner and it will naturally strengthen. It's got chia seed, keratin in it, and it's cruelty-free, sulfate-free, sustainable packaging, like every, you know, everything you can ever ask for in terms of like being good for the environment, which is really important as well. Um, but pretty much Jen crushed it. And I've been using Way for a few weeks now. My hair smells so delicious and it's just gotten so much stronger and I can go longer without having to 
wash it, which is always good. So I really want you to be able to try it as well. All you have to do is go to theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code ACME and you'll receive three free samples with your order. So check it out. Go to theway.com and use code ACME. You'll get three free samples with your order. And I'm really excited to hear if you like it as much as I do. All right, back to the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with one of my favorite Instagrammers and astrologers, Colin Bedell from Queer Cosmos. Thank you for having me here. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for being here. So we're actually in this luxurious studio as opposed to my couch. So if it sounds crisper, you know why. Yeah, we know why. Because why did Mercury retrograde take us out of the couch? It took us out of the couch. I don't know what Mercury had in mind there, you know, but there's always a plan. There's we never do. Always a plan. Um, and I I hope that by the time this episode comes out, it's we're in the clear. But this is the longest one fucking ever, right? It's pretty it's three and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. They, they're usually around that time frame. So if this is released after March 8th, we're in the clear. So if anybody's oh. listening after that, we're good. Thank God for that. I mean, if it's after March 8th, you can take a a big sigh. For real. Right now. Because Um, now we know Mercury is direct. Finally. Yes. So, Colin, tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. How old are you and where are you from? Okay. I'm 30 years old. Okay. And I am from Long Island, New York. Love it. Yes. Which part? Because there are definitely some listeners. Big fucking island. Can Mm -hmm. I curse on here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Duh. Uh, So, I'm from Patrick Medford, which is exit 63 off the LIE. I'm a South Shore boy, born, bred, and buttered, honey. Love it. But you you actually don't have an accent. Like, you're doing the accent, but you. I didn't hear it. You know what? It comes out when I'm feeling really emotionally charged with something. Mm. But I think if I have to be, you know, relatively educational and informational, unfortunately, right. it goes out. Mm. I know. But it'll come out if I'm getting real passionate. It'll come. Yeah, it I'll just trust came. you. Yeah, see, there you go. Uh-huh. Oh, here we go. I yeah. feel like you do, like, you could do any any accent. You're like that kind of person. No. Oh. I wish I was. Uh-huh. I really, I, I can mimic, yeah. right? But no, there are some accents that I just, ugh, no way. You I wish know, I could. You know which one I always try to do and which I one? sound like an idiot? Which one? Like South Africa. Uh, that's a hard South one. South Africa. That was pretty good though. <laughs> that was really good. No, I. that's a hard one because it sounds, I don't even, how would we even pinpoint that? I yeah. know, but I'll know South African when I hear it. I just can't mimic it. But which one can you mimic? Because there has to be one that you Ooh, can do. Oh, shit. You know what? I think because I'm from Long Island, it's become yeah. so embedded into my system. Right. I couldn't, I could fake a British one. Fake a British. Let's hear it. So I go to Kent and Trottiscliff oh really every other month uh, <laughs> because I have, see, I just said because. And they say, happy Christmas. Because <laughs> I went for I went for the holidays. That's amazing. Um, and I have family friends there, and I love the way the Brits speak. That's so good. I, I feel know. like we could it, like if you could do Long Island, like you, you could do Boston too. That I need to stay there for a little bit longer. Yeah. I know because their accent. Yeah. Is unlike anything I've ever it's heard. It's crazy. And, and even parts of like Eastern Pennsylvania, right. like the hoagie, uh-huh. I'm like, what in God's what name are you is saying? that? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm under no position to talk. So I don't I don't shade uh-huh. any accent. Does yeah. does your do your parents have like a heavy accent? Yes. So my mm-hmm. dad's from Queens and my mother's from Brooklyn. Mm. So yeah, it's 
absolutely present in their dialect. And they do a whole lot of, you know, the not for nothings and my children are so fresh. Right, and the right, whole right. Thing. My mom is from Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, there you too, go. And she she says draw instead of drawer. Oh, there we go. Oh, I like, think I do too. The draws. How does she say, because <laughs> I, I wish I could get this out of my dialect, when someone A-S-K-S you a question? Ask you. I, <laughs> I do the same thing. People are like, so you took out an, an X. <laughs> and you chopped his head off? That's yes. so good. I know. I can't help it. Wait, so on the subject of accents, I actually can <laughs> do this one, like, oh. random accent that it. I've never done on this podcast. Do you remember the show growing up? Because I'm 29. We're, like, right. basically the yeah. same age. Um, it was called The Fabulous Life of, like, oh. on VH1. Oh, my yeah. God. Are you going to do the narrator's <laughs> yes. accent? Do yes. it. Do okay. it. Okay. Oh, my God. Um. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. Okay. Come on, you can do it. This week on The Fabulous Life of Celebrity Super Spenders, (laughs) Britney Spears has five million pairs of shoes. Wow, that's a lot. But that's nothing compared to P. Diddy, who has a whopping 10 million pairs. Why, you may ask? Because he's P. Diddy. (laughs) And there absolutely was that question, inflection, and answer. And the dramatic reveal. Nothing compares to Bill Gates. Yeah, it was like Martha Stewart (laughs) can fill a plane with 10,000 Starbucks coffees. It's like, what is this comparison? I don't know. And also, uh, that's pretty much when we can pinpoint the rise of consumer culture and the end of civilization Mm -hmm. as we know it. Thank you so much, Exactly. Um, Way to go on that accent. That was the last time VH1 was watchable also, which wasn't is unfortunate. Too bad. And wasn't that an 80s show? Like, I'm almost positive it was a, a revival. Was it a revival? I'm almost positive I that was so. a revival. And I'm also like, I don't know anything right now currently about the fabulous life of celebrity super no. spenders. And I want to know, like, why did they stop that? <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. And we'll I'm available to, to host. Yes, I love it. Um, it better be you. And you have to do that accent. Oh, for sure. Okay, for they're sure. going to be like, aren't you American? Uh huh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Okay, Colin, I can't go another minute without knowing your entire Zodiac chart. You go first. Oh, okay. Should we play the guessing game? Oh, I'm so... No, I'm I'm bad at it. I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. No, no, no. You go first. You Um, have to have air in your chart. You are such a good communicator. I'm a Libra. (laughs) Nice! Okay, so I kind of guess. Okay, okay. Okay. I'm a Virgo rising. Beautiful. Also mercurial. Great. But I have a a pretty nuts chart, and I'm I'm interested to hear your What's your moon sign? Uh, Capricorn. Me too! No way! Oh, Cat Moon Sisters! Oh, I love it. I love a Cat Moon. We're so so good at just, like, putting our emotions in a box and never opening that box. My brother calls me Frostbite. Uh, Wait, my ex called me a robot. Great. We're twins. (laughs) And this is also, just for the record, this is a lunar conjunction chemistry at play. Oh, fully. Yeah, if fully. you have the same moon sign as somebody, it's like, oh, you're home. Yeah, no, yeah. literally. In like, my igloo. best friend and I have the same moon sign. We're, like, the <gasps> oh, same person. And yes. she's a Leo, so yes. it's, like, perfect. Ooh, Leo, cat, moon. That's a dynamic energy. Oh, oh for okay. sure. So Virgo for sure. rising, okay, Virgo Libra rising, sun, cat, moon. Nice. Libra sun, cat, moon, Virgo, Mercury. Great, great, great. Well, Virgo, of course you're Venus. here. Yes, yes, yes. It's, like, enough already. <laughs> Gemini, <laughs> Mars. I love a Mars. Crazy, crazy. Um, And what else is, like, interesting? Um, Saturn and Capricorn. Saturn and Capricorn. Um, What's—I feel like I'm missing a planet that, like, matters. Well, 
And you would have a North Node in Capricorn as well. Yeah. You might actually have a Saturn in Aquarius. Well, are you um, – no, I don't think I do. Okay. Are you 90 or, or 89? 89. Okay, I'm 90. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then you may because Mars and Gemini, I'll have to double-check that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Venus mm-hmm. and Virgo, Mercury. and Yeah, no, that covers the basics. And you know what? The fact that you're yeah. in broadcast communications makes so much sense because you this. have both Mercury-ruled signs in your chart. Right. Virgo and Gemini. Amazing. All we know how to do is yap. Literally the only thing <laughs> that I know how to do. Like – all day. And if more people knew how, we would live in a completely different world. Totally. I know. A better world, in my opinion. That's it. Thank you. Like, people are so boring. Okay. You're the second Libra I recorded something oh, with today. Oh, really? Ooh, I love it. I love What's it. the first? <laughs> I'm jealous of her now. <laughs> it's him, actually. Oh, he is a doctor. Right. No, he is a doctor. We call him Dr. Tony Ortega. He just mm. came out with a new book called How to STFU and Show Up for Yourself. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah, no, we, we love Dr. T. Mm-hmm. And it's just so great to be around other air signs because, and this is actually related to the astrology of this year, so we can make it more universal. Right. Uh, but the North Node is moving into Gemini on May 5th. Mm. Saturn is moving into Aquarius on March 22nd. So the whole Zodiac is going to be really considering the ways in which we can stop being so scared when we hear the words, we need to talk. Oh. Terrifying. Terrifying. I know. That sends people into an emotional muscle spasm, the likes of which they couldn't even possibly understand. Yeah. And I think what we need to know is that strong communication skills are not in the air. We're not born knowing how to do it. Right. And the interesting part about communication skills is that they're considered soft skills, right? And soft skills are feminine. So they're mm-hmm. idealized in theory and casually disregarded in practice. And so, so I sense. think what the all of us want to do is really make sure, do I say what I mean, mean what I say? Do I ask the right questions? Am I comfortable being uncomfortable when I don't know what's going on because I don't want to make up a story in my head? And this intellectual, verbal space around cognition, around perception, around language is really going to be at the forefront of the universe's agenda for the next two and a half years. I'm so glad to hear that because it's so necessary. Like I I don't know if it's a millennial thing or like millennials and younger, Mm -hmm. but – or maybe even older, but like every time – like I'm I'm seeing someone new. Great. And – he was like, can I call you for a minute? And I had a mm. full on, like my heart dropped in my chest. <laughs> I was like so crazy that like, you know, know, either he died or he's ending it. Like, Isn't that it's ins- just so crazy that like this is about to go down. Right. And he was just like, my friend broke up with his girlfriend. Like, I'm going to go make sure he's okay. I'm like, oh. why are you calling me to tell me that and giving me so much anxiety? <laughs> and then I saw a really funny meme um, <laughs> yesterday that was like, like, I like – Old uh, hooking up with older men, like it's like giving me anxiety. Like I wake up to a text, and it's like, "Good morning, call me." <laughs> really though, the fact that this is the modern state of relational culture yeah. for like dating and millennials in 2020, can we just laugh at the lunacy of this? Yeah, we it's, have to. It's nuts. We it's have nuts. to. I know. And go ahead. Sorry. No, I want to hear more about you. I'm just very oh, excited. Yeah. Right. So I'm a Gemini Sun, Capricorn Moon. Okay, and, I knew uh, Gemini. Yeah. Oh God, I know. And a Leo Rising. Oh, I have a uh, the Leo Rising was so obvious oh, in the I, best way. Like, I know. Every time I think I'm hiding it, it's like, honey. Your Leo rising dresses you. It does. Yeah. I know I'm wearing a very strong abstract pattern because in true Long Island fashion, I just want to be the gaudiest person wherever I am. (laughs) Uh, I have a Mars in Cancer. Oh, which is that's very, really yeah. beautiful. Thank you. I know because yeah. traditional notions of astrology consider it a detriment, and that drives me crazy. Really? Yeah, we're not even going to go there because huh. I was such a scandalous air sign uh-huh. in the astrology community two and a half weeks ago, and I called that whole system bullshit. Oh, 
but wait, a whole you, system. You said it's bullshit that that's a bad placement. Or? Well, just the whole. So if anybody is is listening and they've like Googled their natal aspects, they yeah. probably found some mediation or literature that used words detriment in fall. This mm. really like scary, emotionally charged articulation of astrology. And there are people walking around thinking that their chart placement is fundamentally flawed. Right, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And So, so many Pisces. <laughs> so many Pisces, so many Venus and Aries, yeah. Aquarians. There's Because there's a lot of aspects around that. Yeah. And I made a video about Venus and Aries, la, 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 ran my Gemini fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. And then all these people were coming out of the woodwork like, we had no idea. This was something to be proud of because Venus is in judgment in is Aries. Is your Venus in Aries? No, my Venus is in Gemini, thank God. Oh. Wait, why right? thank God? That scares me. That- oh. Um, I need to hear more about Venus okay. and Gemini. Oh, are you dating somebody with Venus and yeah. Gemini? Well, that's why he said we need, can I call you? Right. Because we're all about the voice. We're all about the language. We're all about communication. Um, and I think, I, I just said this to a, a person who has three planets in Gemini, right? Mm. That what a time to be a Gemini right now in terms of just reviewing, reconsidering, investigating, critiquing, like verbal communication skills and kind of returning back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love having a Venus in Gemini because we are no- we're noticing that really right now everything is a negotiation. Right. We don't have the structures and the hierarchies and the, and the churches and the families and the villages and the communities that are determining what our roles are based on our gender, based on our sexuality, mm. based on our age, based on our occupation. So everything has become a negotiation. And Gemini is a sign of relational intelligence. There's no accident that Gemini appears as a third sign in the zodiac and it appears as twins in connection. Mm. Because human beings are a social species. We need each other to survive and thrive. In the absence of connection, there will always be suffering. And there's also cardiovascular and cognitive decline when people are not connected. And Gemini is mutable air. Right. So that's the symbol of let's learn how to dialogue with one another. Right. So I'm very grateful for my Venus and Gemini because it helps me navigate those complex conversations. Right. I actually think like everyone should have at least one Gemini placement in their chart. And like it's <laughs> very – that be great? I know you have a Mars it, there. It's very like controversial to say because like you have these crazy Gemini – or like oh, these Geminis who are perceived as do. crazy like obviously Trump and Kanye and, and – And Mike Pence. And Mike Pence. I know. I forgot he was a Gemini. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. Wait, so do you – I feel like you definitely have the same ability as me. Like my friends can name any celebrity and I will know their sign. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so we might have to do a rapid fire. (laughs) This is my occupation, so I better – Let's do a rapid fire right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, Britney Spears. Sag. Um, um, I'll hit you with one. Okay, yeah, hit me. Whitney Houston. Leo. Way to go. Yes. Yes. Okay, (laughs) okay. okay. Uh, Um, George Bush Jr. Um, cancer. Way to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, ready? Um, <laughs> this wait. Is so Gemini. People are going to think we're so insane. Oh, I love it. I love um, it. Okay, Christina Aguilera. Uh, Sag too. Uh-huh. All the pop stars. Yep, Loud mouths. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> okay, go. Ooh, okay. Hold on. I'm going to hit you with one. Barack Obama as well. Obviously, Leah. I know. Yeah, that was legend. an easy one. I know. I'm giving you um, only the Leos. Um, Eminem. Libra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, All the rappers are Libras. Yeah, but Biggie, Tupac, Kendrick. Gemini's or Libras or yeah, Gemini's. right. Air sign. They, they, talking, talking. Talk, 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 talk. Okay. Um, Bill Nye. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I want to say cancer. I have no Sag. idea. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Wow. I, I can't believe I didn't know Bill That's Nye okay. sign. <laughs> I'm trash. I'm trash. No, far. Um, far from um, it. Okay. Oh, I love this okay, game. But okay, I'm nervous. Okay. I'm like sweating I'm nervous through too. my Michelle shirt. Michelle Obama. Of Capricorn. Of course. <laughs> Okay. I like that we're hitting each other with political ones, <laughs> right. too. We're okay. going back and forth. Okay. Um, Anna Wintour. 
Obviously a Scorpio. Way to fucking go. No question. I know. See this, And I just want to say in true Gemini fashion, if I may, everybody does have Gemini in their chart. Mm. Just so people know, because if they're hearing us go like, how the hell do these bitches rapid fire? Yeah. So you may not have a Gemini placement in terms of a planet or or, um, an asteroid or the nodes, but there will be a house in Mm. your chart that is ruled by Gemini. So there you express the best of Gemini. So say your fourth house is ruled by Gemini, but you don't have any Gemini ruled placements there, right? Then at home and with your family and with matters of emotional safety, you approach it with a Gemini lens, meaning you need language to survive and thrive there. You want to excavate the unsaid in family. When communication is not present, you don't feel anchored. So we all have the zodiac within us. Right. Like, so all these people that we're talking about, they live within us too. Or this just need to communicate like yes. deep down, whether yes. it's on the surface or not. Absolutely. And yeah. that need to communicate will be ruling one of the 12 houses in your astrology. Mm. And you can look that up by just inputting information in a free birth chart calculator and see what house has Gemini ruling it on the cusp. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. A Pisces. Right? Isn't that surprising? <laughs> oh, hit me with a good Isn't one. Isn't it surprising? Okay. Um, I don't know the other ones, obviously, because I only care about the ones that I politically align with. Mm-hmm. But how about Sonia? Sonia from Real Housewives? No, from <laughs> Sonia Mayor. <laughs> I call her Sonia. That is Wait, the right who's name. who's Sonia? Chief Justice Sonia Oh, Mayor. oh, yeah. oh, fuck. I'm an idiot. It's okay. Cancer. <laughs> okay. Cancer. Okay. So the women are water signs. Got it. Yeah. That's are so they the only two? Oh, Christ. I'm Because everyone thinks that water signs are so emotional. They are, absolutely. Right. And are there parts of the law that aren't emotionally charged? Mm-hmm. Like, right. obviously, you know what I mean? That's true. They're looking at complex matters yeah. of privacy, of uh, economy, of yeah. anything involving murder. Uh, that's emotionally bad. But you know who's not um, water? And I'm going to ask you what her sign is, and you're going to know AOC. Libra, mm-hmm. just like you, mm-hmm. I know, and beautifully, beautifully articulates that energy. Yeah. Oh, let's go through the uh, the the leading uh, polls right now. So Bernie, oh Bernie is um a, I want to say Virgo. You got it. Yeah, yeah, you Bernie's Virgo. It. Um, I mean, so many people have dropped out, but do you remember Pete Buttigieg? Oh, Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can see that. It's like I think in his queer heart, he still loves tradition. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why there are a lot of queers who are like, oh, get lost, yeah. you corporate takeover. Mm. But who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this was fun. I'm sweating. So fun. Hardest podcast I've ever been on. Oh I'm my more God. sweating because I'm like, what if I don't know? Like, forget signs. Like, what if I don't know certain people? Like, no, no, but obviously, right. Biden is um, a Scorpio. Scorpio, yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's interesting. So, uh, him as a Scorpio and Barack Obama as a Leo, they're considered a square in astrology Mm. when you look at sun signs because Scorpio and Leo are a square tension. And they actually, I thought, brought out the best in each other. All this to say, too, I don't believe in bad compatibility. You don't believe in bad compatibility. Oh, I actually agree with you. Great. And I Of course, Libra, you better. (laughs) The expert of relational intelligence. But I want to disagree with you because people love when I disagree. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll find something. Um, We'll We'll find find something. something. But (laughs) I I agree. Everyone's like, oh, you really believe in this, like, compatibility shit? 
And I'm like, actually, I don't. I just believe in like the personality (laughs) of the sign because my mom is a Virgo and Mm. my dad's a Sagittarius (gasps) and they have the best relationship ever. Oh, I love that. And that's square too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, the square tension is a lot of fun. And the reason why I like it is because I actually think it connects really beautifully to couples therapist Esther Perel's. Oh, I love her. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. I burn incense at her altar. It's ridiculous. I'm mad that her birthday is on public information. Wait, me too. I've tried to look it up yeah, so it many times. Yeah, it just says her birth year, and I am furious. It's, what do we do? I'm going to find a way to ask her in person. Yeah. I'm going to be like, yeah. listen, Esther, astrologers <laughs> need to I'm going to say it how do you feel accent. about Susan Miller being a Pisces? Are you... Um, Susan Miller's a Pisces. Yeah. That's a problematic question for me right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Susan Miller, I'm very grateful for her service to the astrological community. Okay, we'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm very grateful. Okay, wait. So, Colin, can you wait, just tell me a little? What made you want to ask about that? Oh, That's because so I I struggle with Pisces, and okay. and I have so many listeners who are amazing in Pisces. Yes, um, and I love them, but I sometimes struggle to understand. Mm. Oh, well, I think you would struggle to understand. Well, first of all, you're a Virgo rising, so actually Pisces is the ruler of your relational sector, the seventh house. Hmm. So it's really important for you to start to get curious about where that tension and understanding comes from. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because back to Esther Perel, she says that when you choose a partner, you choose a story, so write well and edit often. Mm -hmm. And that notion to me is the seventh house in astrology. So you technically would need to choose a Pisces-ruled story. For the relational configuration that your heart desires. But not a Pisces person necessarily. Not necessarily or maybe, right? I don't know. Mm. But we would struggle with the the sign that rules our seventh house because it is diametrically opposed to our ascendant. Mm. So if we're not comfortable with contrast and if we're not comfortable with that which the person has to contribute to our life because we're resisting where they have a bailiwick, then yeah, we're going to fight with them. And I think with Pisces energy, because you and I are very verbal, Mm -hmm. they're so nonverbal. Right. So you and I are like, honey, what the hell is going on here? And can you just be clear? Can you just get to the point? Mm -hmm. And like, I don't want to know about what happened yesterday. Like, what's the problem and what's the solution? Right. So I can understand the tension there. Mm -hmm. But they are more fluent in the rest of the communication continuum that we're not. I think that's what it is. Like, maybe they are so in tune with their emotions that I'm so not that I'm like... You know what it is? Intimidated. (laughs) I I don't always know if they are, actually. Mm. There are some Pisces who have expressed the masterful level of emotional intelligence. And I will testify to that to the end. But as a researcher, first and foremost, I have an ethical responsibility to say that I haven't seen anybody self-deceive quite like a Pisces Mm. and just tell themselves complete and total conspiracy confabulation. So that might be your emotionality, but is it patently inaccurate? Yes. Yeah. So they would need a nice little, you know, snap the fuck out of it. Right. A la Capricorn moons, which is what we do. Yeah. I actually call our moon sign uh, the moonstruck because Cher is a Capricorn moon. And when she yeah. smacks the shit mm-hmm. out of Nicolas Cage, yep. that's a Capricorn moon for you. I love that. I, I, I saw Cher on Broadway. Stop so it. Good. Oh, wait. She's, she is need, the Capricorn moon. She is the Capricorn moon mother. But yeah, so happy birthday to Pisces if you're listening. And no, they're just fluent in the nonverbal, the cues, the emotionality. Right. Like, right. We could walk into a room, you and me, Lieberg and Gemini, Capricorn moons, have a great time, not even realize that everybody was fighting. Yeah. We wouldn't even know Mm -hmm. because we were just like in intellectual. Because we have our own – because we're like – we have like that initiation factor, like that cardinalness. Yes. Yes. And we live in the world of the word. Mm -hmm. So if people say, no, everything's fine. We take it. We're going to take it. We may wonder, hmm, 
Well, that's interesting. Right. But we're going to take you at we're going to take your word for it. Whereas Pisces knows the world that is in between the right. words and Cancer, Cancer too, very yes. intuitive, and Scorpio as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the water signs for that reason. Yeah, they're they teach me so much about communication right. and all the words that cannot be said. They just have to be experienced. Because I have no water in my sign in my chart at all. That's not true. You have three houses ruled by water oh, signs. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, but I spoke to an astrologer in the past who told me water would be good for me, like as a partner. I like that. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. And also because Pisces is the ruler of your seventh. Mm-hmm. And and what Esther speaks on often is that for desire to stay sustaining in the relationship, there has to be enough contrast. Right. Because desire needs an other, it needs a bridge to cross, and right. it needs ambiguity to have that tension, which makes sense for your parents. Right. Because Virgo, Sag, they're very different, but mm-hmm. they're the mutable signs. So they have that fascination and curiosity with change and adaptability and flexibility. Right. They're just coming at it from two drastically different so arenas. Different. Whereas traditional astrology, especially when it measures compatibility, looks at the relationship's accuracy based on comfort. Like, oh, you guys understand one another. Right. You're comfortable with each other. But no, but comfort means nothing. Absolute. It's bullshit. Thank you, Capricorn like, Moon. My exactly. ex was amazing, He's, but he was in Aquarius. And like, so there was the comfort, yeah. you know, but yeah. like maybe, too, com- maybe too much comfort. Right. And that's why desire. You grow. As, exactly. Mm-hmm. As the other need that we all have. Right. Right. Needs distance, ambiguity, mystery, anticipation, right. and longing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. That's why water could be really good for you because right. they pick up where you leave off. And then you pick up where they leave off too mm-hmm. in terms of like, oh, thank you. I didn't know those words existed. Yeah. Well, here they so are. true. Right. That's so true. What are your feelings on same rising sign as oh, as a partner. Very cool, actually. Yeah. You'll experience the transits identically, though, because when astrologers do readings, obviously the rising sign determines you know the whole choreography and distance of the chart. There could be subtle differences based on degree placement and whatnot, but you'll experience things very similarly. So you mean like you have the same moods, or like when, for example, the full moon in Virgo mm. next Monday, right? That will aspect your charts identically because you're the Mm -hmm. same rising sign, right? So say you're both Virgo risings, Mm -hmm. you will feel that moon in your first house of self. Mm. So that's how astrologers calculate readings is we take the transits of the current moment and superimpose it on the natal chart. But so you'll be thinking about yourself and the, where you stand? You'll go through the same things together, yeah. which could be really nice. Mm-hmm. And it will also govern the way that you answer the question of how are we while we're socializing? Because modern relationships right now really are looking to integrate themselves into interdependent communities. So you have to really determine, based on a rising sign, how do we do at these parties and these celebrations and these family experiences? Mm. How do we interact with others so that this this coupledom doesn't just become its separate little echo chamber over there? The rising sign can help you answer that. That's so interesting. And then – Last astrology question, then I want to hear about your personal relationship. Uh-oh, um, I got to go. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> um, so when I've seen an astrologer in the past, they've said something like, oh, like, you know it's the perfect relationship when, like, your blah, blah, blah conjuncts, like, well, your Venus. I would never Venus use that and, word. Do you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. some some conjunction with a, yes. with a thing. And yes. A, what, what is that? What the hell is that? Okay, yeah. so they're probably talking about the sun-moon conjunction. Mm. Um, and let me. And what's a conjunction? Just two oh, signs wait. that technically even get along? They're conjoining. Conjunction conjoined. Fuck. So, right, you're like, excuse <laughs> me. So that would probably be true if you dated a Capricorn sun because you're a Capricorn moon, right. so sun-moon conjunction. But I thought that was only – and this is like so backwards, but aspect. this is what I was told. Like, yeah. That only men love their moon sign, but women's what? moon sign represents what? their relationship with like their mom. What? Okay, so – 
This is also a working theory. Right. So I may change my mind. Mm -hmm. I totally want to get rid of anything gender in astrology. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't believe in it. I don't think it serves. Mm -hmm. We all know that gender by now is a performative act anyway. So this whole masculine, feminine, mom, dad, get the fuck out of here. Like, what year is it? Yeah, the chart's unisex. The brain is unisex. We have more light than we have what keeps us separate. Right. So can we just get rid of that shit? Like, do I need to introduce you to any, like, gender theorist right. in the last 15 fucking minutes? Right. So no, I don't think that particularly serves. I, I just don't get it. That's not to say that we couldn't honor incarnation and honor mm. the gender we feel that is representative of us. Absolutely. But in astrology, I don't think it's useful. I think right. it's simplistic, which is why you're feeling an ideological resistance to it. Right, right. Because your Capricorn moon's like, no, get lost with this. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. So conjunctions are bullshit? They're real. Like, it's true. When we have a sun-moon conjunction with somebody, like like our chemistry right now, mm-hmm. Capricorn moons, there's clearly a sense of familiarity and ease. We'd have a great time at a party, at, right. working together, whatever. Absolutely. Um, so that works there in terms of gender-neutral, energetic relationship. Yeah. Yes. And it can make a lot of sense when we're looking at the couple's interactions with one another, right? So you can use a sinistry as one astrological method, a composite chart as another astrological method to figure out what aspects the charts have and how they're communicating to one another, how the planets are communicating to each other. But if the astrologer is looking at these systems from a place of not for me to say whether or not you guys should stay together or leave, not for me to say how much time you should spend together, let's just talk about the stories that are here Line it up with your relational experience and tell me how it's working out for you so far. Mm -hmm. That's what we can do is kind of do our best to wrap language around those invisible energies so the couple has enough information to navigate the relationship successfully. Do you believe in psychics? I do. I just had an experience Mm. with one a few weeks ago. He was amazing. His name is Darren Dillinger. He's in LA. I just posted a video about him. He knew shit. There's no fucking way he could have known. And he predicted shit? He you... confirmed shit. Oh. And there were things that he predicted that are on their way, yes. so But a lot of it was extremely predictive, yes. Um, excuse me, confirming. Got it, got mm-hmm. it. But do you believe in like negative things that a psychic could say? Well, you no, because I mean? we have free will. Right. And, and again, like if you're in a spiritual or metaphysical art and you have a client that leaves that conversation feeling less hopeful – you are completely irresponsible and you need a new job. Interesting. I will not fucking stand for that one bit. Mm-hmm. I will not stand for that. You are irresponsible with your craft and you need to take an online seminar on <laughs> fucking counseling sessions. Dad, okay. What is your current <laughs> relationship status? Single, ready to mingle. Love it. Yeah. But I, I just know that you're a heartbreaker. So <laughs> what would give you that impression? Your entire charge. Oh, excuse me. Okay, Gemini, okay, now we're Leo, disagree. Capricorn. You want to disagree now? Gemini, Leo, Capricorn, what? Venus in Gemini, Gemini not interested Jupiter in anyone. In <laughs> I, I know, right? Like, Literally not one person can keep your attention. Wait, so... <laughs> I did the five love languages, yeah. right? Gary Chapman is probably a homophobe, by the way. So he's the author of that book. So let's just what keep that. What made you think that? He aligns with a lot of the like Christian right, like oh, protect the family mm, notions. Yeah. Right? Oh. So, But what is but, your love language? Well, it's crazy. The bottom two were physical touch and quality time. But which is so Gemini. Well, no, because it's like, I don't even need to see you or touch you. I'm right. in love with you. <laughs> right, right. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like so in my That's head so about funny. it. You don't even need to touch me. Right. Because I just love you. We don't need anything. I'm really, I promise you I'm not a heartbreaker. I haven't been Mm -hmm. in a relationship 
since 2013 because I've been just really in it was such a a heartbreaking experience for me. You know, the early 20s are hard mm, for everybody. It's, it's around the Jupiter return too, which is a big milestone year. So I've just spent the last six or seven years really learning about relational intelligence and relational skills so that the next relationship that I'm in, I have better tools. I know about Saturn return, and I was going to ask you about it, but what is Jupiter return? Oh, yeah. Is that why I was insanely depressed at 23? Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah, no. So the planets will make returns to us often. So that's why when an astrologer wishes you a happy solar return, they're wishing you a happy birthday because the sun has returned to Libra. And that only happens during Libra season. Sun, soul, you were born with the sun in Libra, Mm. happened during your birthday, right? Jupiter is an outer planet, which returns to our natal position every 11 and a half years. So 12, 24, 36, 48, no, 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 50. Oh, shit. I'm terrible at math. (laughs) Uh, But okay, good. So that's when we experience Jupiter return. Saturn return is 29 to 30 years. But the the Jupiter return is no joke. I wish more people spoke about Mm. it because we're really enchanted by the Saturn return because it's just more prevalent in popular culture, like the No Doubt album. Um, (sighs) But the Jupiter return really examines whether or not we perceive our own best interests accurately. And because in the early 20s, based on the transits, we can kind of get away with being impulsive, reactive, have meaningless preoccupation with ultimately stupid and irrelevant things. But then 23, 24, the universe provides us on the level of experience a certain level of knowing, oh, shit. So this relationship, not in my best interest. This job doesn't make me happy. This place, miserable. I need to reevaluate. And then it comes down to, it's really the dark night of the soul, which is mm-hmm. a, a popular symbol in the metaphysical crowd where we realize our reactive egoic thinking got us here. And where are we? At rock bottom. Mm-hmm. So we need a whole new reevaluation on life management because this shit ain't going to cut it for the rest of the, however long we want to live. And that's the Jupiter return is do we perceive our own best interests accurately? Interesting. Yeah. And how was your Saturn return? Are you still in it? Uh, I am almost done because Saturn leaves Capricorn, which is my natal position on March 22nd. But my exact conjunctions are finished. So technically, like, I am D-O-N-E, but I'm not out of the woods yet until Saturn stays in Aquarius. I love her. Same. I know. She's problematic. I love her. No, no. I love her. her. Extraordinary writer. Yeah, no. Extraordinary writer. Listen to her B sides, bitches. Okay. Don't listen to her radio crap. Anywho. Wait, what's a B side? Like, uh, I know. Like, what isn't released on the radio. Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah. Like, All Too Well. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. From the Red Album. Forget it. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Should we name? Should we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And that's what she, uh, Twin Fire Fire Signs. State of Grace. Yeah. Yes. Four blue eyes. Yes. Um, wait, wow. oh my God, should we go back and forth she quickly? Knows the lyrics. And um <laughs> I love and it. say a Taylor Swift song and then you say who it's about. Sure. Okay. Um last kiss. Uh Joe Jonas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you say one, you say one. Back to back to December. Um Taylor Lautner. Way to go. <laughs> oh my Ooh. God. We okay. do this all, day. all you had to do was stay. Um Joe Jonas. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Okay, okay, out of the woods. Harry Styles, yeah. yeah, all of 1989. Um, yeah, literally. Um, I'm trying to think of one that's like not. <laughs> wow, a, I've never been oh. able to talk about Taylor Swift on a podcast. Thank you so much. Oh my much. god, you're welcome. Are you going to Loverfest? I am. I uh, think I'm going to go to Boston. Me too. Oh great. Okay, well that's where I'm thinking. I haven't bought tickets yet, yeah, but yeah. if well, I'm just going to, just because it's the most like convenient. I'm going right? to find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll I find love each it. other. Done. Done. Um, <laughs> I, it's like not that many other. Oh, okay, okay. Daylight. Uh, Joe Alwyn. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we know our shit. Um, I really love P.S. Um, Death by a Thousand Cuts. 
Who was that about, though? We don't know. I think it was fictional. I think she's right. just remembering. But right. I love the lyric, trying to find a part of me that you didn't touch. Mm-hmm. I love that, too. Ooh. So good. That's so many lyrics good. that like, are so powerful. Sag. It's like yeah. boom, bow and, and arrow. Cancer Moon. Oh, you she's, know her astrology. She's, she's a, me. Um, what's her rising? We don't know yet. It, it, it could oh, be Leo or Capricorn. Oh, okay. I could see it both ways because she she yeah. moves awkwardly, which right. is very Capricorn. Yeah, I could see Capricorn but rising. But then Leo rising, people, she's so visible. Right. She couldn't be incognito if she yeah. wanted to be. No, it's true. She tried and it didn't work. Mm. It bit her in the ass. Dear John, obviously. <laughs> John Mayer. Yeah. Is he really that much of a sleazeball? I've heard. I know. Yeah, I've heard some crazy things. I want to believe that he's a good person. I heard that he, so he's a Libra, so I obviously want to believe that as right, well. Um, right. I heard that, but also Jessica Simpson just wrote some crazy shit Holy about him in the book. shit. I cannot believe you're bringing this up. Uh-huh. One of my Aries friends, she got it at a conference and she was like, do you want to read this? I was like, no. I almost devoured it in five minutes. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, crazy. Nicole Shea. Oh my crazy, God. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Oh, like, look at what he did. He John fucked Mayer her up. apparently can only have sex with two people at once. Like he can't have just sex with one person. So Libra. Yeah. And and he's like very fluid. Like yeah. men, women. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know because every time he talks to Andy Cohen, I'm like, uh, yeah, you you're like, fucked. you're fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Libra Gemini, are you kidding? It's like us. <laughs> we just did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This yeah. is one hell of a podcast. Uh-huh. I am literally with it. my home, with um, my family. Literally with moves. your family. It's true. <laughs> It's like nothing is off limits. Uh-huh. Like, how can we embarrass each other? Right. But it won't work. Oh, I had so much fun with the Taylor Swift songs, but I actually think that's everyone. Like, it's true. I think Enchanted is about like a random guy. Oh, um, the the singer of yeah. Owl City. Mm-hmm. I forgot his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. But that's also Isn't that a hey, Steven, stunningly also? beautiful song. Stunningly. Uh, I know, like the lyrics. Like, also underrated New Year's Day. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Who's I just about? Uh, Joe probably the whole family, her whole friends. Oh, oh, I love how in Enchanted she says, "Your eyes whispered, have we met?" Mm-hmm. Oof. I know. Yes, Taylor. Um, yes. Oh, dress. Oh, I wonder what you Joel went too. No, really, because people think Carly Kloss. Oh, okay. But then aren't that's a whole because she's still with Scooter Braun. Right, right. That well, now situation. they hate each other. Yeah, but Carly and Taylor they, or Scooter? Carly and Taylor. You think so? Oh, I know so for sure. Confirmed. I have inside sources. <gasps> yeah. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. terrible. They don't speak a word. Oh, okay. She wasn't invited to Carly's wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's like that. Oh, shit. Okay. Wow, we took it there. I love we it. We took it there. I oh. like that you could hit me with relational sciences, uh-huh. and then we're going to talk about Taylor Swift lyrics. Oh, of course. Because this is really my and, passion. And now we're going to do some poll questions. Uh-oh. That's going to be epic. Can I tell you something else that's completely yeah, meaningless about like these weird talents that I have? Yeah. I know every single line to the movie Titanic. What? Yes, three hours and 16 um, minutes. I have I, every line I memorized. I know one line. Hit me with it. Never let go. Oh, God. <laughs> what, what line? Oh, I just know every single What's one. What's your like, favorite line? When she says, Rose says to Cal, I'd rather be his whore than your wife. Oh, yeah, I love that line. And Kate Winslet is a triple Libra PS. Oh, yeah, I love That's her. why she's on her seventh husband. I was just going to say, yeah. She, <laughs> she like, like, I was scared of, of, her, like, of her husbandry. I was like, yeah, oh, like, am I going to be like this because, like, I'm a Libra? And then I realized she was, like, all across the board Libra. I'm like, uh, I'm good. Yeah, no, you're set. Yeah, like, yeah, Capricorn Moon? No, like, when someone really gets access to your emotionality— we stay put. Oh, for sure. 100%. For sure. And with Mars and Gemini, mm. the partner just needs to keep you intellectually entertained. Oh, totally. Because your brain's your most important sexual organ. 100%. Yeah. 
percent. Okay, you're hitting me with the poll questions. I love okay. this. Okay, I have to find some good ones because yeah. I feel like we haven't posted that many good ones. But basically, on our Instagram, we do these poll questions, Fine. and they like people love to answer them. Good, which is really fun. All right, we're gonna start with. I got a question. Yeah. Where did you get your sweater? I got it from Brandy Melville. It's really nice. I'm a basic bitch. Thank you. Where are you from? Uh, from New York City. I had a feeling you yeah. were a Northeast girl. <laughs> yeah. I know, because you, you got the fucking sense of humor. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Your ex deletes you on Insta and forces you to unfollow them too. Do they hate you or still like you? They're grieving. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yep. And you yep. got to do it. I, I When me and a Capricorn stopped talking, I gave him the like exit strategy deprogramming session. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so? I'm going to unfollow you on Instagram. I'm going to delete your number. I don't want any digital connection with you whatsoever. So you got a lot going on. I don't want you to think that I don't care. But I can't be digitally or energetically connected to you at all. So that's self-care. Go with God. Go with God. If they they say (laughs) they want to be friends when they break up, when you break up, does that mean they never loved you? Yes or no? Oh, see, I don't think relationships are that simple. I agree. I th- I wish we could pinpoint that. Mm. I don't think it's that simple. Mm. I think if you started out as friends, you might be able to do it, though. Right. If it really was a true origin friendship. And I then agree, but maybe not right away. No. God, no. That would be so, yeah. And I would be like, bitch, you just broke up with me, and now you want me to be your friend? Right, like, like, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah. Right. And then fuck we'll- Fuck yourself. <laughs> right. I actually, I once dated this horrible um, Aries sun, Cancer rising Scorpio moon. Ooh, ooh. And I know, no abuse. What a and, chart. Um, he said to me while we were still dating, I feel like you would be someone that I could be friends with if we broke up. That and the writing was right on the wall. Uh-huh. I know. Be like, no, I'm actually deleting you right now. From literally, my life. have a good one. Uh, <laughs> if you can survive a ski trip together, you can work as a couple. True or false? There is research that actually supports that when couples travel together, they have it. It really reveals almost everything: how mm. they handle stress, how they navigate uncertainty, communication barriers. You know, whether or not your partner is comfortable asking for directions, because God forbid a straight man can do it. Right. You know, so that 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 is actually telling, but it's. I don't know if it's true or false that simple. Mm. Yeah. Great question, or, or though. pooping. Right. Um, <laughs> if you are in a relationship but feel like you want to be single, is mm. the relationship doomed? No. Because you want to examine, do you just want your freedom and your sovereignty and your space and your distance? Because if you just need to really put your head on straight, right, right then that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but desire and relationship, this is the work of Esther Perel again. It waxes and wanes and it goes through intermittent eclipses. So the sooner we know that we're just constantly going to be dancing that dance of, you know, I'm with you, I'm not with you, then the the stronger the orientation that we'll have in relationship. And when couples do uh, couples therapy, the therapist is supposed to walk them through the three stages of relationship, which are harmony, disharmony, and repair. Mm. Right? So we'll forever be going among those, those three. Yeah. Because it, it should ebb and flow. It, and it is going to ebb and flow. And in those ebbs and flows, you're going to go, fuck you, I want to be single. Mm. But does it necessarily be that it's, that it's doomed? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, the repair phase is where trust is given and received. So you have to go through disharmony. You have to go through conflict to get to the, the crown jewel of the relational success. Because right. a lot of us like to avoid those spaces and engineer it out of the relationship and do everything we can to avoid it. But we're actually self-sabotaging in the name of protecting the relationship. So we can't do that. 
And also, like, your partner's going to let you down, like, many, many times. Yeah. And, and you have to be okay with 100%. That. The Gottmans, who are really the pioneers of the relational sciences, say that 69% of, ev- of all of the problems in a relationship are actually perpetual. Mm-hmm. So they're going to let us down 69% of the time. Yeah, that's crazy. So Wait, what did the Gottmans choose, come out with again? Uh, the Gottman Institute, uh, yeah, the yeah. marriage rules. The, the, yeah. Uh, eight dates. Okay. They, they 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 like crush it. They have studied couples since the early seventies right, when right. the departments of psychology were like, "Why would you need to do that?" Yeah. So they're pioneers. Aries, Taurus, by the way, mm, which blows my mind. Oh, the fact that they can connect that yes. way. I see. That's it. the one. That's the one pairing that, that I, I know. I don't believe in the compatibility. Right. But that's the, the one that I'm signs. like, you guys. Right. How? How did this work? Mm-hmm. Well, it was John's third marriage, mm. and Julie's an Aries like badass bitch, and she just. Well, I think the, I think, had no time. I think, and not to like I know gender doesn't exist, yeah. but like I think that maybe in that situation it's better that she's the Aries. I could that see that. Yeah, and also what is really beautiful too is when they were being interviewed. Well, John specifically, he was talking about you know why the relationship works. He said that because he's Jewish, he was trained with, well, trained, instructed really to find a woman who's really successful in owning her power and mm. saying no, and knowing that women are strong in that community. Um, and in really all communities, but I think there could be a, a notion that Jewish women are celebrated for that level of being yeah. outspoken. That's a one great thing I would say about like finding a nice Jewish boy. Oh, is that they should have they a comfort level, like a a woman who's like mm-hmm. right, and a Taurus man mm. would definitely appreciate right. that sensibility delivered from a heterosexual Aries woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not the one thing. I'm Jewish, so. Oh, great. Okay. Are you? No. Mm -hmm. South Shore boy. I wish. Mm -hmm. I wish. Long Island Irish Italian. But what's the difference? Nothing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you Um, for confirming that. If you are sick with a bad cold or food poisoning, um, but you had a social plan to attend with your significant other, should your significant other stay home with you or still go to social events? Ooh, that's a good question. Well... I'm going to lead on Esther again, who is a Jewish woman. And Mm. she says that too much caregiving kills the erotic charge in the relationship. Mm. So can you just have your friend come over? Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because then it becomes like a parent-child relationship. Not to say if we're sick or we have food poisoning that our partner can't rise to the occasion. But if they're already – if they have this social engagement that they they kind of want to go to because maybe it's a work event or they want to see friends, like – let them fucking go. Right. And uh, don't make them become your babysitter and you're like, live in nurse. Yeah. Call your friends. Yeah, that's not cute. Right. Who do you think knows you better? Um, imagine the situation you have a significant other. Yeah. Your parents or your significant other? Personally, my parents. hmm But I would imagine that for, for other people. Well, I also think that there's versions of us that certain people will see. I mean, my significant other is going to see a very different dimension of me. And it just speaks to the multitudes of identity, period. And it also speaks to the fact that, like, we don't have to give all of ourselves to every relationship. You can't. You can't. So, like, maybe talk to your parents about one thing and talk to your partner about another. Mm -hmm. This goes back to Esther's work again insofar as we ask this one special person to provide to us. To be everything to us, and it's it's impossible. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. So just get your social, psychological, and emotional needs met from a lot of other people so that you're not carrying this appetite, this adrenaline, egoic, self-preoccupied appetite to receive too much energy. It's desperate. It looks unattractive. And you're not kidding anybody. So just cut it out. 
Agreed. Get more friends. Yeah. Fucking loser. <laughs> if you are really. Boots. We are <laughs> such bitches. I love it. We really are. I love it. It's getting cold in here. Uh-huh. If you are really into sexting and the person you're talking to is not, can it work? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. And then maybe just ask them. Why not? Right. Because I I would probably, oh, God, if a guy tried to sex me, I would be like, oh, my God, he's so inappropriate. So all of a sudden the Capricorn really? moon. Oh, yeah, the right? Capricorn Tradition moon. would come out. That's Excuse so me. But, like, secretly I would love it. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm literally in that boat Yes. Yeah, right so there mm-hmm. we go. So, like, maybe just ask, like, why am I uncomfortable with this? Right. Like, because I'm a gay man. So I was told that my sexual desires are unethical. And let me be careful. And of course, for women, it's very similar. It's like, God forbid a woman owns her passions and desires. So just investigate. Get curious. But don't think, oh, it won't work out. Ask your partner. Hey, just want to be respectful. Why are you uncomfortable around sexting? Let me know. Right. Let's let's get to the bottom of this. Right. Let's be open-hearted and curious. What's more important to you after you go on a date? Mm -hmm. Finding out if they liked you. Or finding out if you liked them? Well, I'm not a codependent, so I would say finding out whether or not I liked them. Good. How about you? I mean, right? You would say the same thing. Yeah, but I'm a Libra and I need to be liked. So <laughs> it's like, it's a hard But situation. that Capricorn moon, you know damn yeah. well yeah, 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 yeah. you're like, I can't stand your mm-hmm. ass, right? Yeah. Oh, immediately, <laughs> like within five, five seconds. Yep. Um, if your marriage is great, but they don't sexually satisfy you, mm. would you talk about to your spouse about the possibility of opening your marriage or having a threesome? Oh boy. Okay. So this goes back to Esther again. And I think you should go to a sex therapist Mm. to, because when we talk about sex, we're so preoccupied with the form that it takes, how long, how hard, how fast, how many frequency, you know, but really when you're looking at it from the erotic and the quality of sex, it's more about the imagination we bring to it. And so if the sexual charge is kind of going through a waning phase, Talk to your partner and see maybe perhaps there hasn't been enough curiosity there. Right. Maybe you're talking about ultimately unimportant considerations when it comes to sex, right? Because the deeper dimension is the fact that, as Esther says, sex is not a thing that we do, but it's a place we go. And if we reframed our eroticism and sexuality with that conversation style, you can immediately resuscitate desire. But if you realize that you would like your sexual needs met upon opening a relationship or inviting a third, absolutely. But I think it's always important to go, have I really looked at this through a helpful lens Mm. before I take the next step? Right. Or like I'm accusatory. Yeah. And I think that could really just transform the quality of communication and open-heartedness in a relationship is like, well, let's talk about why the spark is is currently diminishing, Right. right? Like let's have authentic conversations, people. I've heard if the sex is fine, it's 10% of the relationship. If it's not good, it's 90%. Well, that could be outdated too because couples therapists were fed the idea that if you fix the relationship, the sex will follow. That bad sex is a sign of uh, a bad relationship. But we know that there are people who love each other really deeply. They've been married for 30 years. They've raised three kids together. They have no sex. Right. So it's like it's not that simple. I think really – People asking these questions need to know that if it's a yes or no or true or false, a binary either or answer, you're not asking the deeper question. Yeah, It's way more nuanced. It's way more multidimensional than that. And we need to really develop the sophisticated both end thinking, the not only mm-hmm. but also methodology in order for us to just be our whole selves in relationships anyway. Honestly, I need to have you featured as like a guest 
commentator <laughs> on the oh, poll question results. I would love that. You How are, did I do? You're great. Stop you're it. You're crushing it, I swear. Uh, thank you, Kat because um, I think you would tell me, like, well, this no, was a I waste would. of time. I would. No, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. I... Like, when it is a waste of time, I'm like, oh, my God, it's so crazy and never recorded. <laughs> I love it. And that's also so very, savage. like, Libra. Yeah. I don't want to I don't Yeah, wanna I don't want to, like, I don't want to be mean, but, like, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> so just want you to know. Right. So you can internalize that information and be your best self. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay, Virgo rising. I love it. I love it. Um. Okay, amazing. This was so much fun. So we much obviously fun. went over time because how could we not? Uh, I, I had a blast. I had so much fun. Colin, where can everyone get a reading with yes. you, follow you, stalk you, slide into your DMs? <laughs> Do it all. Uh, the bigger dick, the better. No, so uh, <laughs> I'm at Queer Cosmos, Q-U-E-E-R-C-O-S-M-O-S, right? They can get readings from me on that website, queercosmos.com. I got three books out wherever books are sold. You can check those out too. And uh, thank you for listening. You have been a joy. Such a good interviewer. And so has Joy. Joy. (laughs) So has Joy. Yeah, we have somebody helping us named Joy who came in with a Taurus (laughs) agenda. I was like, did you do that on purpose? No, synchronicity, bitch. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Write us a review on the iTunes app and check out our website, wemetatacme.com for more information and for information on our tour. It's all on the website. So hope you enjoyed the episode. 